Welcome to Build Up with Mike Evans. Enjoy listening. A while ago, there was a Disney movie called Holes. It starred Shia LaBeouf. And in this movie, there was a small scene that happened throughout this movie where there is this gentleman who would be at this house and there was a woman that lived at this house and whenever something broke at this house, this guy who worked at the house would just always be in the right spot at the right time and he always had the same line. And he would say, I can take care of that. Over and over again, something would break in the house and then he would tell the woman, I could take care of that. And I believe God is saying the same thing to you and me today. You know, after for a month, we focused as a church on being with God, the importance, the value, the significance of us spending time with the Father, giving Him time every day of solitude with Him, having a Sabbath one day a week, because we're saying that if we want our doing to have an impact, we'll start with our being. But last week, we talked about, though, the scripture also says, faith without works is dead. Meaning that we cannot be with the Father, spend time of solitude with Him, give Him a Sabbath day once a week. We cannot be with the Father, encounter His love, His grace, His mercy, His forgiveness, encounter His presence, and then not want to do something about that. But as we start to do things, whatever it is that you know you feel God is putting on your heart to do, as you start to do those things, it can get discouraging, to be honest. It can get discouraging. In the story of Abraham and Sarah, Abraham and Sarah are going to have a promise from God that they are going to have a son of their own. And in fact, God's going to tell Abraham that he is going to be the father of many nations and, and that kings are going to come from him. But Abraham gets that promise when he's 75 years old. So it's already not looking too great, right? At 75 years old and you're told, no, you are going to have a son with Sarah. But he holds on to that promise and then 25 years pass by. I mean, come on now, he's already 75 years old when he's told that he's going to have a son. So you would hope that, all right, God, well, this is going to happen tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, me and Sarah are going to have our son or, you know, it's going to happen months from now or maybe a year from now. But 25 years pass and nothing, nothing, no son yet for Abraham and Sarah. So on the outside, their situation is really starting to look impossible. It is not looking good. You can only imagine the discouragement that Abraham and Sarah must be feeling to know that 25 years have passed since God first told them they're going to have a son. 25 years have passed. They're now close to 100 years old. It is starting to look impossible. And then... God is going to enter the scene again. He's going to have a conversation with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 18, starting at verse 10, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. 
Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? So time has passed. They are getting old and everything on the outside is looking like it just isn't going to happen for them. Have you been there? Have you felt God put something on your heart that he is going to do in or through you and you're just waiting? Maybe that's, you know, you feel God put on your heart, hey, this year you're going to get out of debt. Or this year, you're going to receive that healing in your body. Or your loved one is going to receive that healing. This year, you're going to get that promotion at your job. Or this year, you and your family are going to become financially stable. Or this year is when you're going to find that relationship. Or this year is when you're going to move out. And then time passes. And it's just, it's looking impossible. And you're starting to feel discouraged. Well, in verse 12, it said that Sarah laughed to herself. So when when the Lord showed up and had a conversation with Abraham, after 25 years had passed from the original conversation of them going to have a son, now they're close to 100 years old, and now Sarah hears that now we're going to have a son? Now? And it says she laughed to herself. So Sarah was thinking, really, now? It's going to happen now, really, at this time? In verse 13, the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Now remember, Sarah did not laugh out loud, right? It was not LOL. She did not laugh out loud, but it said that she laughed to herself. This is an important point for us. This tells us that nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. Sarah laughed to herself, not out loud for anyone else to hear, but to herself. But this shows that nothing is hidden from God. And I think that we forget this sometimes. We do. You know, we we grow up always hearing, oh, the big guy upstairs, he's always watching you, he's always listening. And, and then we kind of just get used to that, right? We're like, yeah, yeah, I know, mom. I know, grandma, right? I know, I know. But then it loses its impact on us. And I wonder, I wonder how would we live our life if we were always aware of this? How will we choose to live our life? What kind of spouse will we be? What kind of parent will we be? What kind of employee would we be if we were always thinking that God is hearing everything I say and he knows everything I think. Man, how will we behave? How will we act? How, how will we respond in certain situations if this was always at the top of our mind? That God hears everything, he knows everything that is said and unsaid. I want to challenge ourselves. I want to challenge myself to really just ha- let this have have strong importance in our lives again. That everywhere we go, whatever we're doing, that we're going to think about that. That God is listening. He knows. He knows what I'm saying. He knows what I'm thinking. In verse 14, God is going to ask this question to Abraham. Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
at this point in time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. Think about your situation right now, about that situation that you might be feeling discouraged about because you felt God put that on your heart, that whatever it is, right, that you're going to get out of debt this year, that this year that relationship in your family is going to be restored, that you're going to receive that healing, that you're going to finally have financial security or health insurance for your family, that this is the year and it just seems like it's getting worse. It seems like nothing is happening and it's starting to look impossible. Think about that situation. And there are two questions that we can ask ourselves with that situation. The first one is, is this ever going to happen? Is what God said to me or what I felt God put on my heart, is this ever going to actually happen? You have probably asked that question yourself. I know I have asked that question to myself plenty of times. But you see, the foundation of that question is built upon discouragement and doubt. That 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 laugh that Sarah had, that's why God would, would respond that way and call her out on it. Call her out to Abraham saying, why does Sarah laugh? When Sarah only laughed to herself and Sarah is even going to deny it and say, no, I didn't laugh. And God's, and God's like, yeah, yeah, you did laugh, you know? So why would she do that? And why would God respond like that? It's because that laughter and her saying, you know, now that we're old, is this going to happen? That's built on doubt and discouragement. And you can't blame her. We've been there. We've done the same thing. But that's the first question that we can ask when we think about that situation that we're in. Is this ever going to happen? And that's built on discouragement and doubt. But the second question we could ask that I want to encourage us all to ask is the question that God is going to ask to Abraham when he says, is anything too hard for the Lord? So we could ask ourselves in our tough situation, is this ever going to happen? Am I ever going to get out of this? get out of this? Is this ever going to come to pass? Or we can ask, is anything too hard for the Lord? And the foundation that that question is built on is faith. When we don't say, is this ever going to happen? Is this relationship ever going to get restored? When we don't say that, but when we choose to say, is anything too hard for the Lord? That is declaring we have faith. That we have faith in who God is and we have faith in what he said. We have faith in what he put on our heart. And I'm telling you, in this life, as soon as we say yes to Jesus, it is all about faith. If you say you believe in God at all, then, you, then, then you're saying that you have faith. If you're saying that you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, he rose again on the third day then you're saying you have faith because none of us have seen any of that. None of us have seen God. But faith is the assurance in what is not seen. And Jesus says faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. But I'm telling you, this faith journey is impossible on our own. To go through this life on this faith journey is impossible to do on our own because we see the discouragement. That's what we do see. We do see the discouragement. We do see what looks impossible. But with God, with God, with his 
faithfulness to us, everything is possible. Second Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, meaning if we don't have any faith, we have doubt, if we are faithless, he, being God, remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. It is who God is. God is faithful. Even if we don't have faith, he is faithful. It is who he is. And here is a picture of God's faithfulness at its best. In verse 14, after God asked that question to Abraham saying, is anything too hard for the Lord? He's going to end that by saying at the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year and Sarah shall have a son. When Sarah laughed, God could have said, oh, really? You're going to laugh? You're not going to believe this is going to happen because 25 years have passed and now you're old? Well, then you know what? I'm just going to take this promise from you guys. Forget Isaac. Forget all that. I'm just going to take this promise away because you're because you guys have doubt right now. God didn't do that. God didn't do that. God could have taken, God could have taken away the promise, but he didn't. God set the date again to the promise. When God began this conversation with Abraham, if you remember, God said, at this appointed time next year, you're going to have a son. It's going to happen. I know 25 years have passed. I know you're old now. But at this time next year, it's going to happen. You're going to have a son. And then Sarah laughs. And then they have that conversation. And then God doesn't punish her doubt. Aren't you thankful that God does not punish our doubt? I know I am. I'm so thankful that God does not punish our doubts. But God set a date again to their promise, saying, I don't, I don't blame you. I know you're not perfect. God is saying the same thing to us right now. It, we can just let go of the things that God has put on our heart because we're discouraged. And then we start to doubt. And then we feel shame because of that doubt. We feel guilt because of that doubt. But we have to understand, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is loving. God is gracious. He is patient with us. And so God is not wanting to take away your promise because you're going through a tough season and, and, and because you have some doubt. God just wants us to choose faith over the doubts. That's all. In Hebrews 11:6, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So I want to encourage all of us that whatever you're going through right now, I know you're probably discouraged because it looks impossible. It looks like whatever God put on your heart, that it's just not going to happen. I want to encourage all of us to choose faith over doubt. To not ask the question, is this ever going to happen? Because that's only going to bring more doubt. I want to challenge myself and all of us to ask the question in the face of what looks impossible. To ask the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Because that is declaring I have faith 
in who God is. I have faith in what God says. And that even if I'm faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are just so incredibly thankful, forever thankful, Lord God, that even in our moments of doubt, our moments of discouragement, you don't give up on us, God. You don't give up on us, Lord. But all you want us to do is choose faith over doubt. Believe that there is nothing too hard for you. So right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would encourage all of us today. Encourage all of us today to say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Even though it's been this long and I'm still in debt. Even though it's been this long and I haven't received that healing. That relationship hasn't been restored. My family is still struggling financially. And we're going to choose to say, is anything too hard for the Lord? And choose to believe in who God is. That He loves us. That He cares for us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to take care of all of our needs. It's who God is. I pray that we will all just choose to have faith and believe in that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.